0: Experience. Pat Mayo experience. Pat Mayo experience. Experience. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2021 Charles Schwab Challenge. First look, course, field, and research. All the research today will be done using FantasyNational.com. You want 20% off? FantasyNational.com, whether it be the weekly, the monthly, or the annual Membership, use fantasynational.com slash mayo, and you'll get yourself that 20% off. The Listener's League link, bit smaller than the PGA Championship Listener's League because obviously it's not a major, although this was the site of the return to golf from the COVID hiatus, not quite a year ago, almost a year ago, but we're back here in less than a year, back in its normal time slot at Colonial CC. You can find the Listener's League link in the description of the video and podcast. Remember to smash the like button to the Vidya and in the comment section, you give me your early lean for the Charles Schwab Challenge, and we'll be well on our way. I hope the PGA Championship went well for you, very profitable for you, because I can tell you if you listen to me, probably wasn't so profitable for you. Feel like I should have just had a prop with an egg and smashed it on my face as it pertains to Brooke. I'm filming this before the conclusion of the PGA Championship, but he's in the final group. And after betting him at the Masters and him sinking all of my DraftKings lineups at the Masters... Not going back to him here is just ridiculous. Jeff and I will talk about this on Monday. how stupid we are. But hey, why does that really change anything from a regular Monday? Hopefully, one of our guys from you know, the mid-range of the pack can make a run, get inside the top eight, get inside the top five, try to salvage something for us this week, at least for me. I mean, I can't speak for you guys. Maybe you have Phil and Brooks and you guys are just coasting to a victory. Maybe you got some Louie out there too. You should have just listened to Raza when it came down to it. Even our guy, 4chan Kim, Raza's guy, going low on a Sunday. So it's all kind of working out. Uh, If you listen to Ben Raza or even Rick Gaiman, that's why I have the good people on the show. So you can listen to them and just basically do the opposite of everything that I say. Hopefully the research can help you out though for the Colonial because let's look at the quick field. Last year, 156 players, and all of the best players in the world decided to show up to Fort Worth because it was the first event coming out of the pandemic. At least the, I mean, the pandemic is still, like, technically going on. Out of the golf hiatus, in terms of the pandemic. And then we had the top players you know, go to Town the next week, then they went to Travelers, then it started to peter out a little bit. Those first three events were just smashing in terms of field strength. And normally, at least historically, the Colonial has good fields, not great fields, but there's been a bit of carryover after last season. Obviously we're not gonna see all top, all 10 of the top 10 players of the world, or 14 of the top 15, that's just not gonna happen again but, and the fuel size is a lot smaller. Usually where this is an invitational tournament, it's around 121, and that's what it is for 2021. So down from 156 to 121, which means over half of the participants will make the cut. So finally, I guess the PGA Championship was top 70 in ties, and we saw, I think it was around like a 12% to 15%, 6 of 6 in most places. We should probably see that be higher this week at Colonial, unless, you know, the three highest owned guys end up missing the cut, then it's going to be super low. But uh, where over 50% 50% are going to make the cut, probably not going to be that big of a deal. But in terms of field strength, like I said, it's not that bad. It's probably the second strongest field Colonial has ever seen. So just looking at it right now, Justin Thomas is in the field. I think he's going to retain his number two status in the world rankings. But then just it's a great just upper crust of players before you get into like the the you know, the Chris Kirks of the world, the Cameron Tringali's like you're... Above average tour pro that does well at these sort of events, but you know isn't really considered in the upper echelon of players in terms of overall talent or even the world rankings. We got Berger Morikawa, uh, burger the winner last year. Morikawa lost in a playoff. Xander also lost in a playoff. He's not playing this time around. Finau Reed answers Zalatoris. Louis Joaquin neiman Corey Connors, Scheffler, M. Kokrak, Westwood. c woo. Kim, coming off here, he's going to be fresh for the Colonial after just being a disaster for the final, let's say, 24 holes at the PGA Championship. Matt Wallace, Rose Na, Horschel. Chris Kirk, Streelman, Grace Sergio, Gary Woodland, Colonial member Ryan Palmer, and uh, there's this local kid uh, who they've given a spot to, an invitation to, to the Colonial. His name is Jordan Spieth. He has won at this course in the past. So uh, it's a pretty strong field, like I mentioned, only 121 players. So, oh, Doug Gim is playing too. So another chance to lose our money on the Gim Reaper. I always look forward to that. Let's jump over to the course. The Charles Schwab Challenge uh, has been played at the same course Colonial CC since 1949 it is the longest running course at one single event on the PGA Tour it's basically a baby boomer 1946 and that's, that's that's a while at this point. Uh the key stats that I'm looking at Strokes gained approach, uh par fours gained from 350 to 400 yards, fairways gained and strokes gained around the grain. There's a couple differences this year from what we saw 12 months ago, or I guess 11 months ago, or 11 and a half months ago. I think it came back June 17th, and this is going to be May 27th, so almost 12 months ago is that we had all the best players in the world there and there was no grandstands at the course because of course there were no fans. So a lot of people who played this for the first time might be seeing a slightly different style of course than they're used to. We heard a lot, it threw a lot of people off a year ago that they didn't have the grandstands and stuff that they were used to lining up against. There was more runoff area around the greens. Then you saw players like Bryson and even Xander to a certain extent start cutting all the trees because that, that type of player rarely goes and plays at Colonial. Then all of a sudden you had all of the top talent in the world world. So it kind of opened up a few things at the course that maybe people weren't necessarily looking at or even thinking about before, like cutting dog legs by going over trees, just different sorts of approaches off the tee that opened it up to like a lot of very top-end players. So I'm curious to see if anyone who played it for the first time last year, someone like Morikawa, for example, that doesn't really seem to bother him wherever he goes for a first time, he's generally pretty good, that if it's just sort of a shock to see the course and It's the same course, but you just see it in a different way because there's different things around. The fans are obviously going to be back. Uh, Will that have an impact versus the guys that have played this tournament for nine, ten years and got kind of thrown off last year by it not looking like they're normally used to seeing it? I don't know. I'm not going to factor that into anything. I just thought that was an interesting thing to go and look at. Let's take a look at the past course conditions. What do we got on the go here? Bent grass greens, hitting the fairways, difficult to average, although you can play it from the rough as long as you're not in the trees because the green firmness is going to be medium, the green speed is around average, and the rough length is around average. So it's not too penal if you do miss the fairway. Not generally outside of 2019 rounds one and two uh, the wind tends to stay down in fort worth at this course where it's protected by a lot of trees it's a very old 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 course so a classical design if you wanted to look into that sometimes it plays easy sometimes it plays super tough uh it's kind of Dependent on the setup, to be perfectly honest with you, Uh, and we're not going to know that uh, for a while. It was interesting to see, though, if you look at the green speeds over the year, it generally plays really fast until last year. in In the final round, it got back up on the stimp to playing fast, but the first three rounds played at average. So expect it to probably be on the quicker end of the greens that you see on the PGA Tour. Jump over to the course breakdown, see what we're looking at in terms of yardage on this course. Uh, worth pointing out that, in terms of skill set, uh, distance is always going to be an advantage, but is mitigated at this course uh, because it requires so much strategy off the tee. You really need to think your way around this golf course where sometimes almost like heritage in a weird way, if you're in the right rough, sometimes that just gives you an easier shot to the greens and where the rough isn't so penal that it's almost better off being there without an angle somewhere on the left side of the fairway. So just kind of keep that in mind, guys that can think their way through a course. And it's only 7,200 yards. Well, 7,209 yards. It's kind of like the reverse Riviera where a lot of Colonial's length is tied up in its par fives and all three of the par fours measure at least 190 yards, which leaves a lot of really short par fours. So the par fours themselves, seven of them measure less than 430 yards, five of which play at par or easier. And regardless of driving distance any player can get themselves into their proper range to go pin stock at this course. That's why you've seen players like Justin Rose win here, but you've also seen players like Kevin Na win here in the past. Daniel Berger last year, the common thread between a lot of those guys is they're all pretty good putters. Rose kind of hit or hit or miss over the years, but he can be a good putter at his best. Spieth is another winner as we'll go through as we've seen at this course too over the years. And on the par fives, Very few eagles are made at Colonial just because of the distance of them. uh, It's just really hard to get your ball close enough. You're going to see eagles. People are going to chip in. Some guys are going to be able to reach it in two, and they'll make a really long putt. But it's hard to really pin stock on these par fives, regardless of your length. And in terms of DraftKings showdown, you will want to... More than likely, start your guys on the back nine. Uh, If, you know, as a tiebreaker, if you're just looking for that birdie streak advantage, as you can see the wraparound, uh, hole nine is the second toughest on the course, and you have number eight is the ninth toughest. So it's really going to be hard to get a birdie streak going through there, with the birdie rates being 13.5%, 15.5%. And if you start on the back, you get this wraparound of 17, 18, 1, and 2. The horrible horseshoe, as it's called, 3, 4, and 5, three of the... Four toughest holes on the course, Uh, two of the longer par fours and a really long par three. But if you go on to 17, it has a birdie rate of 20%. Number 18 has a birdie rate of 20%. Number one is the easiest hole on the course, a birdie rate of almost 45%. And then number two, a power of four, 381 has a birdie rate of 27%. You can actually make Eagle on number one as well, a 2.3% Eagle rate. Uh, That's where the Eagles are going to be coming from. Uh, on the power fives at this course we'll just kind of switch it up and look at the different view of the scorecard here in a minute but once again it's just you can build a birdie streak 17 18 1 2 uh, any combination of those three holes and you're only going to have access to that in showdown purposes if your players start on the back nine so it's just a little hidden advantage uh, to take advantage of some of the DraftKings scoring in terms of showdown we just look at the holes I said, yeah, you have one par three that measures 176. That plays 185 on a lot of days. Then you have another 185, 195, 216. So there's on the longer end, the key proximity range you want to look at is 175 to 200 this week. You're going to see just a lot of shots um, on the more difficult holes come from that range where on a lot of these shorter par fours, you're just going to have a wedge in. So wedges are going to be at a high premium here and that one particular range for some of the harder holes. But if your guys aren't good from that range, range just pair it with a lot of good around the green work uh, and just try to parse out your players that way if you're really digging in statistically you can see there's only the two power fives on the course one and 11 uh, number one 548 number 11 613 with an eagle rate of 0.6 percent so don't expect too much none of the power fours are drivable uh, unless they really move up the t boxes on any sort of day so we just sort by yardage you can see you have the oh, let's go the other way three 78 381 so there's five of them that are below 400 yards and then there's another three that are below 425 and then another one that's 431 so it's like i mentioned it's gettable to almost everyone in the entire field not so much of an emphasis on strokes gained approach because you want to be hitting greens of regulation you're gonna have to score enough here we've seen minus 15 minus 13 be the winning score because there is a bunch of difficult holes here don't get me wrong but if you're going to be doing that proper scoring, you're going to need to be sticking it to 20 feet and making your putts. That's—I bet you—it goes even up a little bit higher uh, once you're looking at it. Yeah. So over a stroke per round on approach, around a stroke per round on the greens is what the top five finishers are averaging historically at this course you can see that ball striking outweighs short game because the around the green stuff just isn't as pronounced flat across the board in terms of the par that you're looking at and the scoring that you need to do on it and then the whole composition uh, you'll see you have four so you have 10 par fours that are measured below 450 yards um And then you'll see that the different approach ranges, you're going to have a lot from 150 and in this week. That's where it looks like the plurality will come from. Then a big boost, the most common range is 150 to 175. But I would say the more difficult range is this 175 to 200 because that's where you're going to get a lot of your par threes. From this week. Cut line, what was it last year? Minus one, plus three, plus three, plus five, plus two, plus two, plus two. I guess when you inject all the best players in the world in calm conditions, all of a sudden you're going to get a cut line that is below par. That has only happened once before that since, what is that? 2013. 23- 2003 so in 2010 it was minus one last year it was minus one those are the only two occurrences in the past 17 years where the cut line has been below par uh and that that was even i guess it's not necessarily even crazier because there was 156 players last year there's only 121 this year so i'd expect it to be around even uh, plus one driving accuracy for this event a bit down greens and regulation almost the same so once again your proximity and hitting greens and regulation out of the rough is not that big of a deal easy course to scramble on by and large versus tour average and three putts, three putts per round on some of these smaller greens are lower than your average tour event, driving distance way down because there are forced layup areas or guys are just trying to get to their spot since they're not trying to drive these par fours uh, and the average green regulation proximity, only 25 feet from the pin where the tour average is 28. So like I said, you want to be dialed in with your irons, birdies are better, that kind of thing. And we'll try to build a model that reflects that because I have no idea how my modeling was doing. Actually, we can take a look at the tournament history here too. So, before we get jump into the model and the stats, but just looking back at last year, obviously Xander's not playing, this just accounts for players in the field. And we'll take a look at the strokes gained report for 2020 and 2019 just to see if it throws anything off. So, the guys in the field who finished inside the top 10 last year Berger, Morikawa, Kokrak, Rose, Reed, Woodland, Sung J, JT Poston, Jordan Spieth, and Justin Thomas. What does that tell us? I don't really know. Uh, that's a weird collection of players. All really good ball strikers, minus JT Postnu, who's really good with his wedges. So maybe someone to look at. Uh, but other than that, there's not a lot of commonality between these players, especially when you consider you know, Xander was also in that playoff. Champ came 14th with answer, Patrick Rogers and Rory Sabatini and Peter Uline. Uh, that's a bit of an eclectic mix so that's you can't really draw anything from that if we look at 2019 you got nah and finow in ct pan and andrew putnam so you have three shorter hitters plus tony finow nah just couldn't miss on the weekend uh we actually hit kevin now that year it was a nice little cash for us uh Back back in the day, when I used to hit winners. Not so much anymore. So you can see someone like Chuck Hoffman, who had played really well here over the years, missed the cut last year. Plus, you have to remember, this was coming off the COVID pandemic, so you're just going to see some weird results. Some guy's game was not at the level where it needed to be right away. Neiman is very interesting at this course because his short game tends to be really bad. Uh, I wonder how he's putted here over the years t8 in his debut that's right when he turned professional t31 t32 so he has yet to miss a cut and he kind of goes in line if he can sink some putts with some of the players that we've seen so far where's neiman at here i think it's listed under charles schwab yeah the charles Schwab. so he has gained he lost a ton in 2019 uh and lost on approach but the around, around the green work was immaculate that's very un neiman-esque but last year, he did gain on the greens, lost around the greens, didn't gain a bunch off the tee. But as you can see, that the approach has been very solid, the driving been very solid, and even at the PGA Championship this week, he is gaining strokes putting. So maybe he's figured something out on the greens, at least just a little bit. Historically, a better putter on bent grass than anywhere else. His win at the Greenbrier came on bent grass. So like a sucker, like always, probably just going to bet Neiman and flush my money down the fucking toilet like every single week. And you're just going to have a lot of guys that are going to be super popular. Like Connors, Answer, even Grio, Zalatoris. It's going to be hard to parse all these guys through, to be perfectly honest with you. Because you can really make a legitimate case for all of them. They're all coming in with great form. They all have the required skill set for this course with... They gain off the tee despite not being long hitters, so that's not going to be at a huge disadvantage for them. The irons have been great, and even the putting is starting to come along for a lot of these guys. So it's going to be a very wide open field at the top, probably going to try to target three or four guys in that 20 to 40 range and maybe call it a day. I know I always say that and end up betting losers at like 300 to 1 and waste my money. Also, for the love of God, this is something that Jeff and I and Tim, Tim to a lesser extent, spoke about on the Cut Sweat Live show, is that the most up-to-date Leaderboard this week was the Bet365 IGM leaderboard. So, the site that I normally bet on, because in my area that is the most reactive one and the one that's the easiest to put money into, withdraw money out of, and usually has odds out the fastest, that now has the fastest leaderboard. So, I'm just constantly logged into the site. So, you know, betting $5 here, $20 there, $5 there, just dangerous stuff yeah you hey if any if that ever happens to anyone in the future great way to attract customers by the way uh if you know drafting Sportsbook should be looking to acquiring those odds putting up the faster leaderboard on their site and then people will just be on their site 24 7 because that's how i've been tracking the pga championship the entire time uh, detroit sad don't want to use that one again lucy nicotine is a company founded by caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative finally Tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Research and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients. Lucy has created nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that come in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. I like the pomegranate from the ones I've had so far. Lucy also has a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine in cherry ice flavor, also, Tastes really great, and it's convenient and discreet. Products can be enjoyed anywhere, on flights, at work, on the go, on the golf course, even at the gym. If that's something that you're into, uh, that's not so much for me, but at the golf course, that is perfect, so I'm not having a cig per hole. I just have a lozenge per hole. Actually, not even per hole, at least per my experience. It's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes. Unplug your vape, throw out your dip, and get some loosey nicotine gum or lozenges. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple, and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has the delivery down. The Pat Mayo Experience listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code MAYO to get 20% off your first order, including gum or lozenges. That's lucy.co and use promo code MAYO at checkout. M-A-Y-O. Also, I have to give this disclaimer. Warning! This product contains nicotine, derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co, and be sure to use that promo code, Mayo, at checkout. How is Colonial look? Colonial, pretty good, okay. Feel good about pretty good. That's much better, 12%. Good Lord, what was I thinking here? Strokes gained approach, 30%. Fairways gained putting 12% off the tee 5% to mesh with fairways gain par fours overall 10% par three 75 to 200 5% ball striking at zero but I did want to look at it uh, when I looked at the model around the green 5% par fives 5% sand saves zero percent but i did want to see it i kind of cross out people who are horrendous out of the sand par fours 350 to four hundred six six percent and proximity 100 to 125 seven percent that kind of blends with the one or 350 to 400 just really good wedge players both on one of the par fives and some of these shorter par fours are really in particular what i want to be looking at Uh, at this course uh i think so at least because let's let's look back to see how it was done last year like i mentioned in the 2020 and you know putting and approach for burger that's all it was putting and approach for morikawa that's all it was bryson couldn't chip but you know the off the tee was spectacular didn't quite get up to those approach numbers i guess Xander didn't make the playoff i swear to god he made the playoff no he missed that little putt didn't he Oh, yeah, on the 72nd hole. That's my bad on that one. So for him, it was driving, approach, and putting. You need to have a well-balanced approach. But this was, again, last year looking at it. But there was no player— Harold Varner was the only player to finish inside the top 20 and lose strokes putting. He was minus 0.4 for the week. So you're going to have to get lucky with your putter. But anyone can seemingly putt pretty well here on these smallish greens because you're just going to be so close to the hole— once you eventually if you miss the green and you chip on you're going to be somewhat close so you just can't be missing those short putts alexander a year ago but i think it's going to be more intuitive to look back at the year before to see how it was done because this field is i mean this field is not as good as the field that we're going to see in 2021 and 2019 but i think it's more reflective of what we're going to see same setup in terms of course conditions same length grandstands fans and not the very top end players of the world as well up there uh kevin nah didn't lose off the tee and did his kevin nothing it's funny to see him lose around the greens but now was that the lead in approach yeah you let in approach and lead in putting second in putting first in approach second in putting that's uh usually gonna be pretty good when it comes down to it in terms of getting up there ass wagon seven strokes gained on approach good for him ball striking wise put together by Tony Finau pretty well plus he made his putts Watney was the only one had somehow what Nick Watney was in this I guess it was two years ago uh, he dropped four strokes putting Billy Ho dropped 2.7 on the greens which is pretty atypical for Billy Horschel over the years I would think that this course jibes a little bit with like Wyndham Heritage uh, some of the shorter courses on tour we always kind of lump them all into one another the Sony Open I would say is another one you see Ryan Palmer near the top Kevin Na obviously won the Sony Open earlier this year and a lot of the other texas courses as well you just see a lot of shorter hitters up here the only bombers like by and large finau's up there i for the life of me i have no idea how long peter uline hits it off the tee i assume he's around like average and other than that like tway t19 everyone else is like a medium to below average hitter, like gain off the tee potentially uh but nothing crazy from this year so approach putting don't lose off the tee try not to lose around the green but that's not imperative as you can see by this leaderboard but if your approach isn't going and the putts aren't following you're absolutely cooked at this course back to the model Uh, maybe i'll make adjustments for this later in the week you can hit up the newsletter that is in the description of this video and podcast it's free i'll probably try to release something on wednesday evening to see how that all works out and we'll run it for the past 50 rounds and see who comes out and we'll try to run it for the past 12 rounds and see which players are kind of just leaping off the scorecard to begin with. You can also screw around with the mixed condition model. You can set it to par 70. You can set it to 72 to 7,400 yards. Or hell, you could probably just set it to less than 7,200 yards. It's nine yards over 7,200. I think that it has more in common with a seventy with a seventy one. 100 yard course rather than a 70, you know, 7,399. That's just my take on it anyway. You can sort by uh, bent grass greens as well, as we've been seeing more bent grass back in the equation recently. So the top 10 over the past 50 rounds Connors answer Morikawa, Tringali, Hauserberger, Grio, Thomas, Neiman, Patrick Reed, and Chris Kirk. Uh, then you have, oh, go oh, good. Doug Gim rates out number 12. Fucking fantastic ah uh, he's gonna suck me in again this week isn't he can't quit you doug him i like you too much well, at least he's not on bermuda grass that's a bonus man the putting's been bad like really bad he's been coming off back-to-back missed cuts too so i guess he won't be chalky anymore not that he should be based on his results but just that ball striking is maybe just have a week has yeah farmers he gained over five strokes putting Genesis, I guess we just need to play him when he's on Poa Greens, and then all of a sudden we're going to be doing pretty well. Charles Schwab, he missed the cut last year, but he did gain strokes putting. That was the only spot. Then he started to go on his immaculate approach run. He's only lost strokes twice on approach since. One was at Sony, which I would call a comp course to this. So that's not great. And he missed the cut at Wyndham, although that was bad putting. Another place that I would consider a comp course. So. You know, he's going to get my money either way. Maybe I just won't play him like 90% on DraftKings like I normally do. Let's cut this down to the past 12 rounds just to see if that changes, like some names pop up. If you want to look at recent form, I always find that 12 rounds tends to be a little bit better than a lot of places. Um, I mean, you can even sort by the date range as well if you wanted to you can click custom date range look at past six weeks or all rounds past six weeks all rounds past two months like it's super easy to customize that way well andrew landry not doing hot uh answer spieth morikawa hoffman wallace wallace most definitely getting my money again next week. I'm just going to keep betting. Whenever I jump off one of these guys, I end up winning, so I got to keep betting them. I don't want another Sam Burns to happen to me. Berger Connors, Griot Tringali, and HV3, who's ball striking at the PGA Championship, absolutely immaculate. Could not make a fucking putt to save his life. Interesting to see. Maybe Kuchar as well. I can't remember if Kuchar's won this event or not. feel like he contended once, maybe lost to Matt Jones although I can never remember what tournament that was at. Charles Schwab, no, he's played it twice. Hasn't really played well, but uh, before missing the cut, shooting plus 10 at the PGA Championship, you can see that the putting had returned for him. Uh, Two events in Texas. This is another Texas course. Two top 20s and two starts. Uh, Actually, Three top 20s and three starts, because the match play, because it's not stroke play, is not listed on here, but obviously he came fourth or third. I can't remember if he beat Victor Perez or not. But he made it to the semifinals of that, so three Texas events, three good finishes so far. I know PGA Splits 101 on Twitter will have the strokes game Texas uh, to go along with it uh, as well. So maybe you can take a quick peek at that. Quick gander at what's going on here. How is uh, old... One start for Varner. I mean, this is a classic Varner performance of the Charles Schwab. 2.8 off the tee, 5.7 on approach, minus 1.2 around the green, minus 0.4 on the greens. Uh, you're going to need to gain more than that this week. It's not a week to break even on the greens, unless you're Justin Thomas or Morikawa, I suppose, because then you can just ball strike. Un- you can just ball strike so far ahead of everyone else uh, that sometimes you can get away with like a minus minus point four. Probably not going to cut it for HV3, though. Who is the best player over the past? Uh, uh, okay, so here's the thing. When looking at the stats, like 350 to 400 yards, All these types of holes are created differently. Some are drivable from that range. Others aren't. These ones appear not to be, at least historically, unless they move the tee boxes up or you have some sort of massive wind gust behind you. So I would like to look at a longer term view of holes from that range. Because I think over time that gives you a better idea and a better sample of holes from that range uh, is kind of the point of it. Where depending on the courses that were played uh, throughout this time you might get a bunch of drivables in there and guys have made eagles or something like that and if the power fours aren't drivable does that change the strategy for some players once you look back at the past 100 rounds even though you'll get some of that data mixed in with it uh, it becomes less and less and less important to the overall ranking the farther back you go in terms of holes like i have no idea i mean we can i can really kind of go and look at it so total of 0.5 per round zero so with abraham answer it's really hard to glean too much from the past 12 rounds again dial it back to past 100 rounds, then you'll get a better sample of... And that goes to, you know, the par threes from 175 to 200. That's best to take a longer point of view. And you can add that all into your mixed condition model if you like. But the best players, let's see here. Strokes or Strokes game approach, past 10. Morikawa, Spieth, Thomas, Grio Wallace, Zalatoris, Corey Connors, Daniel Berger, Hollywood, Hoagie, having a decent PGA championship as well. And then the Gim Reaper. Then we're back to our like regular run-of-the-mill PGA guys. Knox, Neesmith... Hoffman and Sergio up there. And this is before the PGA Championship stats have been added, by the way. Kokrak had, was lingering around. Maybe Kokrak is someone to go to. Now that he's like the world's best putter, uh, maybe that's something that we can kind of screw around with. He didn't play well at API in terms of putting, but everywhere else, he's been putting the lights out, making cuts. He had obviously the top 10 last year at this course. All right. Could could be someone to give a, a quick peek to, Jason Kokrak, depending on, And with a lot of name value in this tournament, he could open at, like, 45, 50 to 1. Probably jump on that right away. I wonder what Gim's going to be. Well, they'll probably make him, like, 80 to 1, because they're like, oh, Pat's going to talk about Gim. He'll convince other suckers to go bet him, too, for no good reason. Well, good reasons, and just it won't work out, because that's what we do. Proximity, short proximity, wedge, like, even, like... I mean, that's even beyond wedge, because you can hit wedges from like 160 if you really wanted to. Gooch, Swafford, Streb, Munoz, Damon, and Connors. Garnett, Stenson. Stenson could be very interesting this week. He has the win at the Wyndham, and it does feel like his game has started to flip a little bit. Gained at Valero on approach, gained at Valspar on approach. Obviously, he's playing the weekend at the PGA Championship, made the cut at the Masters, I, obviously he's not back to being Henrik Stenson again, but it is encouraging to see some life out of him. Uh, maybe he won't be an absolute disaster, and I don't have anything for him on this course. But Justin Rose has won at this course in the past, so that's always something to look at when you look at the corollary between Stenson and Justin Rose. We'll try to guess the odds for some of these guys. That's always one of my favorite practices that we can get into. Week after week is the guess the odds. Uh, Thomas will probably be your betting favorite here, so let's see. Thomas... Spieth Berger is a defending champion Morikawa I guess it will depend on who wins the PGA championship like if Louis wins and he decides to play again for this tournament he's going to be very high up coming off the win Will Z tends to be pretty high up the list who else did I say was in the field Reed and Finau yeah, it's going to push some of these like middle tier names down the list like Rack. Even Rose, Na, and Wallace probably won't get that much of it. Like, Let's say Woodland makes a huge run on Sunday and comes first or even T4 and has a good Sunday. His odds will go from like what probably should have been 40 or 45 to like 25 in a hurry. So that one is dependent. Sungjae is in action. Neiman is there. We might be able to hook a 30 on Neiman based on all these names. Scheffler. Connors has been super popular. So that's... 12 guys right off the hop, and that's not even including Louie. Taurus. Answer has been very popular bet recently. Could be a good read week here. Kirk, Streelman, Spieth, Grace. Yeah, Grace is another one that could be boosted up the board if need be, depending on his finish. But let's just go with these guys. I'm going to say JT opens at... Will JT or Spieth be the favorite of this tournament? Spieth coming off what's likely to be a good finish at the PGA Championship. JT coming off a miscut. Spieth is one here. He's a Texas guy. Everyone likes to bet Spieth. I'm going to say Speeth opens as a co-favorite. That Speeth and JT are both 10-1 to to win this tournament. Then we have, will it be Berger or Morikawa? I'm going to say Morikawa because his finish at the PGA Championship will more than likely be better than Burger's. We'll call Morikawa 14 to 1. Burger 16 to 1. Reed will just be like 20 or 22 because that's perpetually what he is. Finao will open at 22 and will be 18 by the end of the week. We'll just call him 20 to 1 and split the difference. Sung will call 28. Neiman 33. Scheffler 33. Connors 22, Zalatoris 25, Answer 28, Louis 25. So, overall, in the guess the colonial odds for the players in this tournament, and once again, this is before the PGA championship comes out, the results will affect that. Even if someone WDs who did well at that event or poorly at that event, you know, after the show is released, obviously I can't control that, despite what many people on the internet might think when the show goes up, is up. Nothing I can do about that anymore. JT 10, Spieth, 10, co favorites at Colonial is my guess. Morikawa 14, Berger 16, Reed and Finao 20 to 1, Corey Connors 22 to 1, Will Zalatoris and Abraham Answer 25 to 1, Sung actually, I had Louis at 25 to 1 as well. Sung Jay 28, I'm going to change that to 33. That leaves us with Im, Neiman, and Scheffler all at 33 to 1. And you know, Woodland could break his way into that mix. And that's probably it. So then you're looking at Kokrak, Rose, Horschel, Woodland, Palmer, Sergio. Grace could be another one that kind of goes up the board as well. Uh, they're probably all going to be like 40 to 55 to 1, depending on the name and depending on the result Sunday at the PGA Championship. Anyway, that's Colonial, the Charles Schwab Challenge for 2021. Play on DraftKings. Become a member at FantasyNational.com slash mail to get yourself that 20% off. And the listeners' League link is open in the description. It's going to fill rather quickly because it does every single week, unless there's like 7,000 spots this week. There is not 7,000 spots. So expect it to return to filling by Tuesday evening. So you reserve your spot right now to get in it. Plus, the qualification for the Fantasy Golf World Championship live final on DraftKings is open now. And that will be at the Northern Trust at Liberty National this year in New Jersey. I was there last time, at least for the practice rounds that it was in New Jersey. A very nice course. Uh, Patrick Reed won that year, the first leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs. Uh, I tried to qualify it for it this week. Didn't qualify. Uh, Probably won't end up qualifying for it because as uh, you've heard from my picks because you watched the show, not great, Bob. Not great. So thank you all for watching. Smash the like on the way out. And I'll see you next time.